Hello. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of IntelliCast. This is Brian Lamar. Joining me today is Producer Brian. Hello, Producer Brian. I know. I finally get my own mic. You get to talk a little bit. I know. It's weird. You talked... People were really introduced to you speaking a lot more last week, and then today I think you may even talk even more. So, hey, you can send us feedback at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. You can tell us what you think of Producer Brian or me, Brian Lamar. Um, You can also add us on Twitter on EMI underscore research or IntelliCast1 on Twitter. Did we ever sue the Weather Channel for that other We didn't. It's still sitting there with tweets from like 2015. Okay. So you can email us, you can tweet us, you can also text us or leave a voicemail at 513-401-5463. We'd love to hear from you. Um, just producer Brian and I today, we had a guest scheduled, but our guest got sick. I feel like the, there's something going around. There's lots of sick people. So it's just you and I today. It should you, be a quick one. You're right. And you would think it's people with kids that would be getting sick. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be the case. We already He's the second person to go today. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I have two little kids, and I'm fine, and I live with Petri dishes. Well, I'm knocking on wood because I don't think I've been sick in like nine months, and I am due for a big bad one because I'm always sick, and I have to travel. Speaking of travel, I have to travel a couple times in the next few weeks, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and let's do the current events real quick in the yeah. front of the show. I know you love that, that me moving at the front of the show. Um, January 22nd through 24th, as you're listening to this, there's going to be a conference going on in Miami. Not a bad time to be in Miami in late January, but is the Great Lakes chapter of the Insights Association having its winter meeting. I'm excited about that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And then um, SampleCon is coming very soon. That's in, what, two and a half weeks? Yeah. February 3rd through 5th. And that is, I will be there, Tony Brown, Mary Draper, who leads our partner network, and she's uh, she's been going to SampleCon forever. And um, our CEO slash owner, Michael G. Holmes, will be there and excited to have him there. He was at the first SampleCon, and he's now going to the current SampleCon. He's the bookending it. Those are current events, so yeah, I'm hoping I don't get sick because everybody else is, and I am a germaphobe, and I would like to work in a bubble. Um, Yeah. Go lots of vitamin C. That's all yeah. I can say. Lots of vitamin C. Yep. So, hey, let's get right to the news. Um, we have three news stories. Let's see. Let's start with... Oh, you want to introduce some of this? Yeah. Let's you introduce them. Sure. Uh, first off, we have a new cannabis insights firm, Oasis Intelligence, has launched in Los Angeles. We know weed is big business. Yes. Brian, thoughts? Um, I knew of a um, marijuana research company called Greenito. It was in Denver. I think it started in 2016, and I think it was ahead of the curve. I think I don't think it's in business anymore. I could be wrong. So, well, often in the news yeah. section, we're wrong here. So I, might, I could be very wrong. But yeah, I, I'm surprised it's kind of taken this long. There's probably a bunch of others out there. But um, cannabis is such a hot topic. Um, doing some research on it, and it's in it's in LA, which seems to be you know one of the epicenters of marijuana and cannabis and all of that stuff. Um, to do a tracking study, which is always close to my heart. Um, 20,000 person state by state national study sounds pretty interesting. So, you know, let's see what happens, right? I think the only other one other thing is that what makes them a little different is it's not just cannabis, they're on the hemp industry as well. Yep, so, that's hard. Yeah. Same plant, yeah, same plant, same different plant, use, <laughs> very different use. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Like, it's, I think that um, getting more information uh, around marijuana since it's becoming much more 
um, prevalent in, I think, most of the surrounding states are now legalized in some form, including Ohio, which is legal medicinal. So let's get some research on it and um, let's leverage it with consumerism. And it's America. Let's do it. I know. All right, cool. Um, for the second week in a row, Measure Protocol has made our news segment. Yeah. Um, they recently hired Zappy Store's former head of operation, Guy Watts, Waits, choose your, pre- choose your pronunciation, <laughs> yeah. um, as a newly f- created position of Director of Operations and Programmatic. Yep. Uh, Brian, thoughts on that? I think that money influx probably had yeah. something to do with it. It's interesting. Last week they announced they have two million pounds in money. This week they hire somebody, so I'm sure that's why they did it. This isn't surprising to me. A lot of uh, we know that they're a pretty lean operation there. Um, the same guys we talk to all the time, and they're great guys, and they probably need a little help. But now that they're launching and trying to scale up, and director of operations and programmatic seems like a great position. Um, Zappy has done this, so you have somebody coming on board that's had a similar kind of. He's been through something like this just not that long ago, um, and he's been in research apparently a long time. It looks like GFK. Um, he's another Briton, so uh, you know, hey, this is great. <laughs> go, go measure Paul. I'm happy for him, and I can't, can't wait to meet. They'll, um, I think it's Paul Netto will be at um, SampleCon in a couple yep. of weeks, and I'm excited to see him and see what they talk about as we see 2020 be the year of blockchain. Yeah, I I think so. <laughs> All right. Um, what the next piece of news is I'm thinking we need to turn into a segment because it's about data privacy again. Oh, yeah. um, Google recently announced some changes to their privacy for Chrome. Um, they announced that they are going to drop support for third-party cookies within Chrome over the next two years as part of an overall effort to make the web more private for users. Yep. Um, being the marketing guy here, um, but also a consumer on the web, I have yep. mixed feelings about this. Yep. What about you? Yeah, same. Um, so this is um, obviously with privacy and tracking people and what they're doing online. That's such a hot topic. Google being, they're California-based, so you know this is probably one of the things they're going to have to do to abide by the, all the new privacy laws. But from like our job here, um, one of the things that I think is a trend in the industry is to try to combine all this data that we have and to use that for, to leverage insights. And so, yeah, to your point, it's going to affect your job from a marketing standpoint. It's going to affect us from a research standpoint um, if we can't track people. Um, which you can you can debate the merits of tracking people that are you know they have to agree to the terms, um, assuming they read them, which I doubt anybody's ever. Read. I've started reading them by the way, and now that I read them, it's really scary what they say in the terms. I would recommend reading them. It's really crazy. It's kind of like when you agree to your i your iPhone or anything, yeah, an Apple product. You know, you just scroll and hit accept, yep. but you know you've signed your life away, your firstborn child, maybe a pint of blood, one of your kidneys, something like that. Yep. Yeah. So um, I think, again, yeah, we could have a whole segment on privacy and what Calif- large, giant California based companies are doing. And, you know, um, this is another one. So more to come on this, but it's just interesting how it's going to affect research because it will affect research. Yeah, I, as, as a consumer, I like it. Um, as a marketer who likes having those cookies, so I know if you've come to our site and things like that, and it, it makes me question how how I'm going to have to adjust. Yep. As well as I'm just thinking of different research projects where, hey, I need you to install this cookie. Does that mean that we can no longer we can't use 
Chrome as an option for browsers. Yeah. I mean, Chrome's yep. your number one browser out there. Yep. That's that's a bigger issue. Yep. So, hey, 2022 could be a crazy year. They have two years, right? Is what they they say. have yeah. two years. Yeah. They're going to be phasing it in. Yeah. So, you know, they'll, they'll build a new browser before then, and then this will be null. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well... Um, so now, hey, we're going to talk about new segment, right? Yes. Um, with this, we're going to move on to one called What Are You Watching? Oh. And you house all mentioned that you have a rant yes. to go along with this. Yes. Why don't you get right into it? I'm going to get right into the rant, first of all, because I have to think about what I'm watching. Uh, my rant is, we were talking about this earlier, is now that everybody, this is probably a similar rant with everybody, but now that I have all these platforms, right? Hulu, I have Amazon Prime, I have Netflix, I have YouTube TV, now I have Disney+. Plus. And I don't know what platform anything's on. Like, I wanted to watch Homeland the other day and uh, because the new season's coming out. It's on Showtime. I don't have Showtime. Old seasons are on Hulu. Yeah, old seasons are on Hulu, but it took me a while to find that, right? I had to search. All, I'm on, like, the Hulu's my like my last resort to finding where it's on. There's got to be – someone's got to invent a system, like a guide. I, I use um, – um, I don't even know what I use. What do I use? I have an Apple TV, and that you kind of runs through that. It kind of does that programming piece. It looks at your shows you're watching and tells you kind of what platform they're on. Yeah. I highly recommend an Apple TV. Yeah. Um, whatever I use, which is very popular, and I was just talking about it earlier. Um, Roku. I have a Roku. I have multiple Rokus. We're not going to edit this out. It doesn't matter. Nope. But the, Roku does have a search, but it doesn't tell you what anything's on. It should... There should be some artificial intelligence, which is the point of the rant, that in my Roku, I search for Homeland, and it says Homeland is available for free on Hulu, or it is $5.99 on Amazon, or you can subscribe to Showtime, right? That's what it should do. And this has been going on for like two years. We haven't figured this out yet. It's crazy. But it drives me crazy because we can figure out all kinds of crazy stuff, but I can't figure out what platform to watch a, a silly show on. I also have a Roku. I love it. But yeah. the Apple TV has that, so I feel like I might need to get you an Apple TV and that you're probably I had an Apple TV. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No, I don't like the one button. Like, why is Apple TV like one button's all I need? <laughs> what? That's stupid. That's the like a TV. You need like four hundred buttons, and Roku only has like I don't know eight buttons. You must have had a Gen two Apple TV, and we are getting way down. There's more than one button. Yes, the new re- the new remote is a t- almost a touchscreen top part oh, of the remote. No. Oh yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> whatever. I'm tired of these Apple products. By the way, I'm I buy a lot of Apple products. I just yeah. don't have the Apple anymore. We gave it with the Apple TV away. So with that, you yeah. mentioned you're looking for what Homeland. What are you watching? Yeah. So this is a weird time of year for me. Um, usually I'm watching catching up in December because I take a lot of vacation time and there's not a lot of like regular TV on. I'm always looking for something that's ended. Now that January has started, my time is, it's hard for me to add something new because I watch a lot of college basketball and a lot of NBA, a lot of sports. Um, and then I'm watch. I'm all into the debates, right? So there's a lot of political stuff going on. And, but, and then the, um, the last thing I'm watching is the bachelor, which the season of the bachelor is fantastic. Um, this. Do you watch The Bachelor? I do not. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna let's just me talk about The Bachelor for a little. Go bit. Go for it. There's this this past week's episode was amazing. That the entire episode was face, was based on someone potentially stealing a bottle of champagne, and accusing someone of stealing a bottle of champagne, and then the person got a different bottle of champagne. And one of the funniest scenes ever, they spilt champagne all over themselves. And the, but the entire episode was accusatory of a girl stealing a bottle of champagne. I've seen the champagne memes now. Yeah, so. that's why. Yeah, and the, you know, 
it's I it's just it's it's horrible TV, but that's that's kind of what I'm watching right now is The Bachelor. Well, I've mentioned I have two small children, so yeah. beyond the PBS or Nick Jr. shows that yeah. are endlessly on my television, I get very rare amounts of time to watch things that I want. Right. And I fit in my hockey games. Yeah. But what I was wa- I've actually just finished is The Witcher on Netflix. Oh God. Yeah. You, you say that talk, people talk about this all day in the office. So, um, I will tell people listening, make it through episode three and also look up your timeline. Isn't that too much work? You would think so. This kind of gets into a rant for me is all they had to do was add a time card in there saying years ago in certain spots. So you knew what the hell you were watching because yeah. you had three different timelines going on and this is going to be spoilers, but Three different timelines going on in various different periods. At the end of the first two episodes, I almost gave up because I was entirely lost. I gave it one more and I found something on Twitter that said, hey, this is the timeline you're looking at. Once I looked at that, I understood what was going on. Turned out to be a really good show. Looking forward to the next season. Yeah, see, I, it just seems like way too much work. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not putting in telecast seal of approval on The Witcher. <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> well, the producers have said, hey, that's our bad. We should have done that. Oh, okay. And the next season, it's all going to be on the same timeline. It's going to have a more linear timeline than jumping back and forth and you having to guess where the hell they're at. Okay. So, All right. So, hey, tell us. Do you watch yeah. The Bachelor? Do you watch The Witcher? Is it called The Witcher? Yes. Okay. G- give us your recommendation. Tell us what you're. Tell us what you're watching. Okay. Moving on, you mentioned, Brian, that you are going to be in Miami for the Great Lakes Chapter Winter Meeting yep. next week. Why don't you go ahead and give us a preview? Yeah, so um, I try to one conference a year bring my wife along, and what better conference than one in January in Miami Beach to bring her along? So my wife is going, so we're going to spend an extra day or two in Miami, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but in terms of the conference, the first thing, and this is becoming a trend with it, with our chapter of the Insights Association is that we have like an NBA kind of partnership. So in September, we um, we met with Shelly Boren, who works for the Detroit Pistons, and she spoke at the conference and talked about how the Detroit Pistons leverages insights, which is fascinating. Um, sounds like one of the greatest jobs anybody could ever have. Um, and now to this year, we are going to kick off the whole conference. We're just going to a Miami Heat game. And so Wednesday, January 22nd, watching the Miami Heat versus the Washington Wizards. And I'm really looking forward to that because the former Kentucky players play for the Miami Heat, and they're a decent team to watch. This is not the greatest basketball game in the world to, no. to watch, but it's also like 50 of us going on a shuttle. To and we were there an hour and a half, so I'm hoping I might run into like one of the better players, like Tyler Hero from Kentucky or Jimmy Butler, maybe. Um, maybe I can shoot. Maybe I can get on the court. Maybe I get a chance at a half-court shot. I don't know what our sponsorship entails, but we are all going to the Miami Heat game. Are you getting some behind-the-scenes stuff, perhaps? I think so, maybe. And I'm on the commi- the programming committee. I should know this, but I'm not aware of. I just feel like there's going to be a surprise. Maybe you almost. Know. It sounds like you almost want to be surprised. Maybe so. Um, and then um, the first speaker on the actual the day of the conference is somebody from the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau. And I'm, I'm kind of a nerd in this. We did we had the same thing in Detroit, and I'm just kind of fascinated what cities are doing in, to, in order to either attract business or attract conventions and visitors or improve the life of people in the surrounding area. And even though I haven't been in Miami probably in ten years, but I'm really excited to see 
um, how they use data. I think the session is called Using Data and Industry Trolls to Understand Miami. And I can't wait to see how they're trying to figure out how what visitors to Miami do, how they're using technology. So we can leverage, I think we can leverage that in a lot of ways. So I'm kind of excited about that as well. That sounds really interesting. Um, and then let's see. And then there's a sample. There's a sample um, discussion, which I'll be interested in. And that is with Lucid and Nick Stathalopoulos. And he is uh, works at, at Lucid and he'll be talking about quality in the respondent experience. So I haven't heard Nick speak publicly, but I, I've known Nick for a while and he's a good guy and he's super smart. So he's going to be talking about something I'm passionate about, which is both, both those topics, which is quality, respondent experience. And it's always good to, from my perspective and probably most of our listeners expect um, perspective to hear about sample and quality and those things. So um, that's the second thing. And then the next thing is something that I was a pretty big part of, actually. And that is um, a member engagement survey that we did. And so the um, president-elect, I think it was him, Jason Monahan, he works at Dynata. He applied for a grant through the Insights Association in terms of measuring measure, um, member engagement. We won the grant, and then I joined a diversity and education team, and we said, well, let's partner with a local university to administer a survey among its members to measure um, how what they're engaged. So how often do they go to conferences? Do they go online? What kind of resources that the Insights Association provides do you utilize and leverage? Pretty interesting topics. Um, and so we partnered with Northern Kentucky University, myself, um, and a, a few other people, primarily Leanne Evans, who works at Directions Research, um, on the diversity and education team, uh, mentored some students at Northern Kentucky University as they completely designed a survey. They did qualitative, they did quantitative, um, they, um, they programmed the survey, I think, in Qualtrics. They administered it. They analyzed it. They did telephone calls among members and all of this in the fall semester. And so if this was like the normal um, research world. This could have taken many, many, many months. But these are students doing it. They're working weekends. They're doing it in between classes. They're doing it as a group. It was really kind of cool to kind of see that happen. And so I'm excited to see you know, how this, how other members of the Insights Association kind of view this and do they think it's cool, which I think they will because, I mean, students are, they go above and beyond with like presentations yeah, and like the visualization of it. They do all the latest trends with how to do a cool PowerPoint and incorporating multimedia stuff. So I've seen the presentation. It's awesome. Um, so I'm really, that's the thing I'm really most looking forward to is, is that for these four students, we're flying them down to Miami and they're going to the conference basically for free in the middle of their semester and they get to present in front of a, which is a friendly audience, but it's a great opportunity for a student to do that. Yeah. And it's a trip to Miami in January. Yes. Trip to Miami in January. And then, so there were six students on uh, the team at Northern Kentucky. And then we looked at the grant money and this is somewhat unfortunate. We could really only afford to, I mean, only afford to take four of them there. So four students got free flights, free hotels. And, you know, with all the sponsorships and stuff, they probably won't spend much money. But we could only take four, and we got two hotel rooms, thinking, okay, two people per room. That's great, right? Then we realized, oh, there's three females and one male. And then I start freaking out, like, what am I going to – am I going to have to have my Mm. wife and I share a room with somebody? Because, you know, I felt really bad about it. But it turns out, of course, as a college student, um, you're resourceful, right? Yeah. Like they're just, I mean, a lot of the times they're just happy to kind of be there. Like I get a free trip to Miami and something I can put on my resume and network a little bit. So the three girls were in one room and the guys in a different room. 
Gotcha. No, it is a that is a great opportunity. I think the networking is probably one of the bigger things because yeah. I'm sure they're getting close to graduating and probably starting yeah. the job hunting. Yep, they graduate in May. I think a couple of them have jobs and others are looking. So yeah, this is an awesome, awesome opportunity for them and I'm happy to be a part of it. And then another session, I'll just do one more, I think, is um, from the voice of unauthorized Hispanic immigrants. And that's, that's kind of a hot topic in the United States, right? But someone at Novamex, I'm not even sure, honestly, yet what that company does, but maybe in the post of this conference, I'll know a lot more. But that's his session, from the voice of unauthorized Hispanic immigrants. I don't know what direction that's going, but that sounds fascinating to me. It's a hot topic. If you're researching unauthorized Hispanic immigrants and kind of what the research says there, that is awesome. So that's another thing. And there's other good speakers as well. Yeah. This sounds like a great conference. Yeah. For, you know, Inside Association is, I think, 11 or 12, maybe 13 different chapters in the U.S. Um, ours is the Great Lakes chapter. And many of them have, like, um, winter co- small conferences. This is, you know, small conference of 50 people-ish or so. And uh, it's this conference started, you know, long before the Insights Association. It started with, I think it was the MRA here locally mm-hmm. that has been going to this, I think, for 20 years. I'm relatively new to this chapter. Um, but the people that have been um, on the leadership team and on the board have been doing this for many, many years. And so um, being a part of that is super excited and networking. So I would encourage anybody, um, either if your company is a member of the Insights Association, take advantage of that because that's a great benefit uh, there's so many benefits that are provided to you. And if the company isn't, I think it's worth pursuing buying that yourself because the networking events and the conferences and there's a lot of local stuff. Um, and I think that, you know, with the announcement of Melanie Courtright kind of taking it over, I think it'll even be better because I everybody loves and trusts her. So hey, that's two, at least two shout outs to Melanie Courtright in a row in this podcast. That's right. It, it is. Yes. So anyway, that's that's the conference, the next conference, and then we'll preview probably sample cons coming up soon too. Yeah, I think that'll be coming up in one of the future episodes here. Yep. I think with that then, that about does it for us today. Yeah, that's it. It's hot back here. It is hot back here. I don't know where the, the th- none of our thermostats in our office work. That, that, that could be a rant. Our office every day is either 100 degrees or 47 degrees. And I think it's because people don't use a thermostat. People think if, I think people think that the number that you put the thermostat on is the temperature of the air that comes out. I think that's what's going on here. That's my hypothesis. I think there is some hidden thermostat in here that we don't know about that one person controls. Okay. I know the two, one in the, near the server room and the other one near our kitchen do nothing. Neither does the one in the conference room. So fake. They're, They're all fake. Fake thermostat. They're throwing us off. All right, well, I guess that that's it for this week's episode of um, IntelliCast. Next week, we'll have a guest on. Um, so thank you for listening. We'd love any feedback you have. Uh, again, we'll be at the GLC Winter Meeting in Miami, January 22nd to 24th. A bunch of us will be at SampleCon in Atlanta, February 3rd through February 5th. And please add us on Twitter um, at IntelliCast1 or EMI underscore research. And please give us feedback at IntelliCast at EMI-RS. Thank you. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.